Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 256. Intuition told her she'd have a baby girl, and she is. Louise's story. Oh my gosh, my loves. Oh, here we are. The first interview with one of my miracle mamas of 2024. Oh, I am so excited to be sharing this with you because as you will hear, Louise tried to conceive for five years. She was trying to complete her family for five years and went through so much through ectopic pregnancy, failed IVF, low AMH. I mean, like so many things were stacked against her. But as you're going to hear this incredible woman, and she's so freaking adorable. She's a Scot. She's amazing. I fucking love her. But I love all my ladies this way because what makes them so inspiring is they are willing to bust out of the quote unquote norm. They're, they're willing to think bigger than where they are today, and they're willing to do the work to get to their babies. But what you're going to hear is that Louise knew her intuition was something that she had to reconnect with, and that's one of the greatest gifts that she got from our work together. But there was something inside of her telling her that her family was not complete, and she just knew instinctively that her mindset was blocking her. And she's going to share how, through our work together, she made the seemingly impossible possible. And what's even better is in the face of scary statistics, all of the past failures she had, she did it naturally. It's just incredible. This was something that was on her heart. She didn't want to do IVF anyway, and she trusted herself. And at the time of the recording, she was 27 weeks pregnant, and she's getting close to having her baby now. And the coolest thing ever, she even had on her vision board being on the podcast at 25 weeks. Well, we recorded this at 27 weeks, so she was close. So I hope that this interview is going to inspire you to trust your intuition and to see what is possible for you when you get your mind working with your body. Because this mindset shit is no joke. It's putting babies in women's bellies and in their arms on the regular. So here's my conversation with the amazing Louise. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, Louise. Yeah. Can you believe that we're having this conversation? No. <laughs> no, I, I, I just can't. In some, in some level, I can because of all the work I've done. And yeah, of course, it's, it happened when it happened. Of course, that is when it happened. When I just stopped thinking about it and really just surrendered to everything um, through your teachings. But yeah, on another level, no, I, I, I still can't believe that I'm here. I'm nearly 27 weeks pregnant. <laughs> Oh my gosh, 27 (laughs) weeks. Okay. 27. So, why don't you start Mm. us off by sharing with the ladies listening how you found yourself on this journey and how we met? Okay. Right. Okay. So, we met 
when I was at a really, really low point on my journey. So I had a son already at that point. He would have been maybe three and a half. No, sorry, when I met you, he wasn't three and a half. When I met you, he was six and a half. But what happened to me after I had him happened to me when he was three and a half. So I've been trying basically for five years to have a second child. But I had an ectopic pregnancy that was horrendous when he was about three and a half, four. After that, we just weren't conceiving again. It wasn't happening. And I couldn't understand why. Just, you know, it had happened twice already naturally. Why was it not happening again? And so I think after that, we tried everything. You know, you go through the big list of all the weird shit that you tried. We tried all the weird shit as well. Hundreds of it. Nothing worked. Like thousands of pounds on tablets, traditional Chinese medicine tablets. <laughs> Nothing like that was going to work for me. And then we tried around of IVF because I thought, well, why not? I've tried everything else. And, you know, it was just throwing money after me. And I know... When it comes down to at the end of the day, everything that we've spent, I'd spend it a hundred times over it being the position I'm in now. But at that time, you know, you're you're thinking, God, that's another five, six, seven thousand pounds that you're having to throw away here, there, and everywhere. So we have, I think, everyone on this journey spent a fortune. But we tried it; it didn't work. And I think at that point, I couldn't believe that it hadn't worked. I was like, Well, this is what's going to get us here. Surely, you know, everything else hasn't worked. IVF's going to work. I think my husband and I were quite confident because we got right up to the transfer stage and I couldn't believe it when it just it didn't take. I, I just was at a loss. Then I think, no, then I thought, um, no, I need to I need to do something else. It's, there's something going on up here. I knew there was something going on with my mind. And obviously everyone says this, but it's so true, Roseanne. Obviously what you're Googling on your phone comes up on your Facebook. So then your book came up and I thought, oh, well, you need it that. So I did. I read it maybe in a couple of days and then I thought, yeah, I would like really like to work with you. So I phoned you or you phoned me. Sorry, I, I did the, the inquiry. I spoke to you on the phone and this is what always cracks me up. After I'd spoken to you, I said, I don't know. I'll need to speak to my husband. <laughs> I need to go away and speak to my husband like he is ever going to be the one that makes the decision. You know, he was like, why are you asking me? You're going to do it if you want to do it. So do it. So then... I contacted you again, spoke to you again, and I said, I'm, I'm ready to do it. I'm going to do it. I want to join your programme. And honest to God, if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't be here. I would not be here. Wow. Without, without a doubt. Because, I mean, obviously, you learn a lot about yourself. It's not just about the fertility side of things. It changes you as a person doing this kind of coaching. But just the determination after I'd finished, I remember being worried about been finishing up with you. And thinking, what the hell am I going to do now? I just got stronger and stronger and stronger after it. And it was like, no longer a matter of, but when. That was wow. what, you know, what did it for me. You know, that's incredible, Louise. And, and you know, I want to back mm. up and ask you about something because this comes up yeah. a lot. Okay. And I think that you're so, I, I don't believe in coincidences. This came up for a reason. Mm. So, and I think it's a topic that women need to hear more about because you knew you wanted to do the program, mm-hmm. but you use the let me talk to my husband thing. I would love it if you would share what was going on in your mind, because he said it himself. He's like, you're going to do it. Why are you asking me? But there was a part of you that needed to ask him. So let's talk about that, because so many women find themselves in a place where they either feel paralyzed or they don't feel mm-hmm. like 
you know, they, they need somebody to approve or whatever it is, yeah. but I want to know what it is from you and from your unique perspective. So now I remember when we did the coaching, when you asked me questions like this, I would never know, but now I do I absolutely categorically know. I think at that point, I thought I'm not worth this. This is too much money to spend on me and my dream. This is not worth it. I'm throwing more money away, which is ridiculous. And I see that so clearly now, but I was in a really dark place, Roseanne, really dark place um, when I came to you. And I just remember thinking, shit, I don't know if I can make this decision myself. I mean, I'm, at that point, I was 41 years of age. Do you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I need to ask permission, which is not something, it's not the relationship we have at all. And I'm sure most of your ladies don't have that relationship with their partners or husbands or whatever, but I needed that kind of backup and just, it's okay, the go-ahead. I needed the go-ahead from him. I don't know why. I don't know why. I I know I'm worth it now. (laughs) Well, you're totally worth, you were born worth it, Louise. I know, I I know. I think it's interesting, though, to recognize that within yourself and have compassion for it, right? Like, we're not here to make it wrong. It's just, it's funny how your husband saw you and trusted you to make your own decisions. But at the time, in that dark place you were in, you didn't. I didn't. I really didn't. I really didn't. And he's, Stuart's a lot more, he's more of a realist than I am, I suppose. So everything that happened to us, he would be saying, oh, I don't know, let's not get our hopes up. And he would always kind of bring me back down. And I think with IVF, I was really convinced that was going to be it. And he's going, I don't know, I don't know. Even my attitude when I remember you saying to someone on the podcast, when that box comes through of all the, you know, the drugs that you've got to inject, open that box like it's Christmas fucking day. And that is the best (laughs) thing that you've ever received, right? And see when we get that box, Rosanne, I remember screaming at him going, I believe I need to do this. I need to put a shit into my body. I don't want to do it. So I went into it with a stinking attitude. Like it was never going to work. Wow. Never going to work. And I, I can see all that so clearly now. Wow. Well, so then, okay. So I think it's also interesting to ask, you know, what is it that lets you know that your mind hmm. needed attention, Louise? Because you could have easily blown it off and said, yeah. well, you know, we spent thousands of pounds on these tablets and IVF yeah. and it didn't work. And you know, why the hell is this going to work for me? Like, what was it for you that said, you know what, I have to do this? Because it's different for every woman. And I'm curious what it is for you. Yeah, how you talk about blocks, you know, like, like there's a block or something going on in the mind. I didn't really realize there was a lot of that going on with me until I started on your program and we worked through every every module and then I was like yeah yeah I need to work on that I need to work on all of it I don't know I think just was so depressed and so down after that didn't work because I thought IVF is a golden ticket and after that didn't work and you know and I'm sure it is the golden ticket for many many people so I'm not saying there's anything wrong with we're going down that route that just didn't work for us and after that how down I was I thought, no, there's something going on up here. There's something that's not right. Because I'm quite an upbeat, kind of happy person. And I just wasn't. I was um, really, really down, like crying every day. Just couldn't understand why this was happening to us. You know, why is it happening to us? And everyone else around me is getting pregnant, no bother. And having two and three children, and I'm struggling to give my son a sibling. 
and just I just couldn't understand it. And it wasn't even like I'd got pregnant again naturally after that ectopic pregnancy. So just nothing was happening, and um, we had loads of tests done. And then that's when I got the I get the fabulous diagnosis of low AMH, which you know mm. no one's ever heard of. No one's heard of that till they go for tests. And then you spend a fucking year Googling, what does low AMH mean? Am I going to be able to have, you know? And oh my God. So yeah, it just opens a can of worms and you you go deeper and deeper into the depression. And oh, I don't know. But I think because I was Googling so much and in the middle of the night and everything, I thought, no, there's something wrong with my mind. I don't know what what I'd looked up or what my phone had listened to, because it definitely does for your book to pop up and then I thought yeah this is meant to have happened I'm meant to have read this book wow and wow read them all read them all love them all I'm even reading your um I'm going back over your fearless pregnancy book now so um I'm halfway through that for the second time that's that's really helped me really wow so why don't you share a little bit about (laughs) what you started to learn about yourself because you know it's Sometimes on this journey, we just get stuck in the darkness, yeah. right? Like like you were talking about. Yeah. So what did you start to notice changing within you as you were starting mm-hmm. to go through this material? Well, lots of things. <laughs> I stopped taking shit from people. You know, I've I've always been I've always been quite mouthy anyway. So I've never been quiet and shy, but just I would put up with a lot a lot of shit from people and I just don't do it now I just it's like that the velvet rope that you talk about you just take yourself away or you kindly you know ask people not to do this that or the next thing so there was a lot of that I managed to put um, boundaries in place with people the biggest thing for me Roseanne and this is what I really wanted to talk about today was listening to my intuition was not something that I was really able to do at all and now it's like the first thing I listen to is the first voice. So when I found out I was pregnant, I knew it was going to be a girl. Everyone else around me said to me, no, it's not. It's going to be another boy. We're looking at the scan photos. Everyone's saying, it just looks like you're a wee boy. Why are you doing a gender reveal? This is another boy, blah, blah, blah. I'm going, it's not. It's a girl. Definitely a girl. I even know her name. And we found out it's a girl. And her name came to me in meditation. Honestly, came to me in a meditation. Holy depends, cow. Depends if you buy into that or not. Obviously, you know I'm a yoga teacher. I'm mega into all of that anyway, the spiritual side of things, but I couldn't I couldn't tune into my own inner voice until I did this work. Then the the surrender, the just going, do you know what? It's up to you now. I've done everything else that I can do. After doing your program, I wasn't going to regret anything because I'd tried it all. And I thought, well, I've been down this this path. This is the most important path for me and surrendered and that was it but what I will say another thing I did after and I think I spoke to you about this maybe when I was on a couple of weeks ago with you I didn't do anything to do with diet or lifestyle I didn't change any of that because I thought that was just all nonsense and so I found this program if you like I started in January and it was like conceiving naturally over 35 and basically this whole transformative program that I did so it was a lifestyle detox cutting chemicals out your home changing diet and I would never have said I'm going to cut out gluten for six months or I'm going to stop eating meat or whatever because I just thought it was all crap and I did it and was pregnant four months after that but I would not have looked for that program had I not worked with you I wouldn't have been so insistent 
I just wasn't stopping until I was pregnant. There was nothing stopping me. <laughs> just kept wow. I mean, this is massive, Louise. Yeah. This is really yeah. massive because yeah. you're talking about a complete attitude change. Well, you completely. are getting out of this dark place and mm-hmm. getting out because, like, so many women get stuck in this idea that they have to be right. Like, yeah. of course, that's nonsense. I'm not changing anything. Not like there's anything wrong with you, but like, no. our minds get really closed. Mm. They do. And when you started to change and change the way you think, all of these uh-huh. opportunities open up uh-huh. and you're able to see things in a different way and allow yourself to get out of your own way. Because that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, I mean, essentially by detoxing and doing these other cool things, like you're absolutely right because the mindset precedes all that. Yes. But in order to be in that place where you could be open to those things, you had to think in a completely different way. Oh, 150%. Wow. I just wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought I was worth it. I wouldn't have thought my dream was worth it. I'd have probably given up. I'd have probably been sad forever. You know, they're just, I just, I can't hammer it home enough how much it changed my entire mindset, all of it. Just, wow. it's been, it has been life changing for me. It really has. And I think for everyone that works with you, because it's, it's a big deal taking that deep dive into your, yourself and, and saying, well, you know, I need to work on this. And it's, it's quite a humbling experience as well, isn't it? To say, I need to work on yeah. that. Well, having done the work myself, I promise you it's freaking yeah. humbling. But it's like, <laughs> but it's also like, it's also freeing because look at yes. what happened. Like you also went from a place of maybe not listening to your intuition to being deeply yep. connected to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you're having a girl when everybody mm-hmm. else and the scans are telling you otherwise, like here yep. you are. I mean, so that's fascinating, Louise. So, mm-hmm. so it sounds like you had the ectopic pregnancy, you did the mm-hmm. IVF, it didn't work out. You start to do this work on your mindset. Then in January, you did this detox thing, which is fantastic. And so tell us, I mean, well, the cat's already out of the bag. You're pregnant. But like, so tell us how all that happened. Because I'm sure like everyone's like, tell us how it happened. How did it happen for you? I think I've heard you talking about this or we've talked about this. A lot of your ladies are pregnant within a year of finishing up. And I was, I was pregnant just shy of a year finishing up with you. So what happened was I continued on with all my practices that we did. So I had my vision board. On my vision board, I was going to be on here with you at 25 weeks pregnant, nearly 27. So there we go. Get my vision board. Everything was pink on it as well. I still journal every day. I meditate anyway. I keep all this going and, and doing the spiritual, like the reading, the spiritual texts. I do all that. And it's actually helped me. But what did you ask me there? I went off on a tangent. Oh, no, no, no. You got pregnancy brain, girl. So baby, so, how did it happen? So yeah. So I think at that point, after I'd, I'd done the detox and everything, we decided to go on a family holiday. I know this is so cliche. Everyone says it, but we went on holiday um, with some friends. And when I was on holiday, I didn't think that I was pregnant, but I was a bit like, hmm, my period's late. I don't know what's going on. And you know, I'm getting to that age. I'm well, actually, I'm a, I don't know. I don't know that I really believe in perimenopause. I think you're in the menopause or you're not, but that's another story. So I just was thinking it was late or whatever. Said to my husband, and he's like, well, find out when we go home. So we went home. <laughs> I think I waited a wee bit longer to do a test. 
I was meditating one morning and I heard the words clear blue in my meditation. Honest to God, honest to God. And it's not a brand that I would have bought. It's not a pregnancy test brand that I would have bought. So shit, I better order some of these. Ordered them and did the first one that came up positive straight away after me doing these for five years, all negative, all the time, nothing happening. First one came up positive. My legs buckled at this point. <laughs> I had to sit down. <laughs> and then I did the other one to tell me how many weeks I was. So, and I just couldn't believe it. And that, I think that's when I said, I took a picture of the pee stick and sent it to you <laughs> on the in the bathroom. It's like, right, the first people I want to tell are Roseanne. <laughs> I don't even know. I told my husband that's a lie. I had told my husband. And I thought I'll need to send you a picture of it. I know. Brilliant, isn't it? I know you like getting pee stick pictures. So there we go. I actually believe it and it took me I mean I believe it now but I think the first three months I just still couldn't believe it I was like I can't fucking believe this has happened <laughs> I mean it's crazy Louise because think about it I know. so you went from trying after mm-hmm. your son was three and a half yep nothing was going on ectopic yeah and then you do IVF didn't really want to do that didn't work changing your mindset, doing this, you know, all these the cool things to take all the toxins out of your your, yes. your life. You keep up with your your mindset work and you're pregnant naturally. Mm-hmm. Yep. 42. I'm 43 now, but at 42. Wow. And I think it's the mind and the body working together in that way, isn't it? It's the, you see the mindset precedes the I'm going to do this other work on my body. Maybe for some people, they do the work in the body first and then they do the mindset. But I wouldn't have done it that way because I know myself. I know myself really well. And I'd have been like, that's a lot of shit. So I had to change what was going on up here to be able to receive that goodness, you know? And go, yeah, I I need to do that. Yep. I mean, it's insane to me because Louise, you could have bought into the idea, well, my AMH is low. I have a failed Mm -hmm. IVF. Like, mm-hmm. what reason do I have to believe I know. that I could get and stay pregnant naturally? Like, at this old age of 42, and, yeah. you know, now you're 43, you know, you'll be mm-hmm. 43 when you give birth. I mean, like, yeah. wow. I saw a, a fertility specialist this time last year, nearly a year ago to the day, and he said to me, and why is it always older? I know this is really rude as well, <laughs> but it's always men. In their 60s, isn't it, that tell you this stuff? Well, Louise, you know, you're low MH, your age. They said you just, you'll just need to keep rolling the dice and seeing what happens. Just keep rolling the dice. <laughs> and I came out of that appointment. I know that was the last person I saw because I've seen loads. That was the last person I saw and I thought, I'm going to prove him wrong. And there we go. I did. I hope you drive by that clinic. I know. Have a wee wave. With, with your mom and be like, oh, <laughs> Here we go, you know, here's girl and I are just driving by. I mean, it is fascinating to me, Louise, like what happens for a woman? I mean, because like, let's, if we back up the bus a little bit, it all started with you making the decision that you were worth it. Definitely. You were worth the trouble. You were worth the investment. You were worth Mm -hmm. changing your diet. You were worth detoxing. You were worth you know, all of the resources that are needed to support you in this process, you were willing to do what it took, even if it felt silly, right? Yeah. You essentially bucked 
the trend because think about it like it's so easy to give up like giving up is the easy shit right yeah. so what was it in you that said i'm going to keep going because there's temptation coming from every direction louise trying <laughs> to get us to give up yeah. why didn't you why didn't you give up because your program made me a determined bugger <laughs> this week <laughs> <laughs> made, me go, made me so determined. I can do this. I've been through the mill on this journey. I'm not giving up for shit. And also, it's listening to that voice again because I knew, I knew there was another baby for our family. I knew there was. And it just, it wasn't going away, Roseanne. It, it just wasn't going to be one of those things that I could try and ignore. Or My son's been asking as well since he was four. Am I going to have a brother or sister? Am I going to have a brother? So he knew as well. And he kept reminding me by asking me all the time. Mm. And I thought, yeah, this, this is definitely, it's not even pursuing. It's just it's just not giving up for shit. I just couldn't give up. Wow. I just knew I couldn't. Well, you know, I like to think that the program brought out what was already mm -hmm. there. Oh, I mean, did. she just needed did. to be she just needed to be dusted off, hosed off she a little was. bit and reminded who oh. she is. I mean, and so, you know, you also mentioned something about surrender mm -hmm. that I think is fascinating. So yeah. I would love it if you would share just a little bit about what surrender looked like for you, because so many yeah. women talk about wanting to get to that place, but don't quite understand it. And it's different for everyone. But I thought it'd be super cool to hear from you. You know, what, yeah. what's up for you and how did you know that you had surrendered? Well, you know, you get these annoying people, Roseanne, that say to you, if you just, if you just give, if you just calm down, it'll happen when it's meant to happen. Or if you just stop thinking about it, it'll happen when you least expect it. No, it won't. No, it won't, because that is not what it means. I think surrender for me was admitting to myself that I have done everything that I can do, being happy with what I've done, accepting that this urge or this desire in my heart like you always say the desire in your heart is there for a reason it's there for a reason and I started to really not buy into it really believe it was there for a reason because it was there because it is there for a reason and so I remember I remember just thinking no that this is the time has come I've done enough I now just need to leave it in the hands of God you know Gus God universe source whatever you believe in that there is obviously something going on up there that's much bigger than all of us and I think I just started reading more about surrender as well so I read the two Michael Singer books the surrender experiment was really good for me in fact that was a great a great book for me I would recommend that to anyone doing this but yeah I think it was just being able to let go just just stop gripping on so tightly and just accepting that I had no control at all when it was going to happen so I wanted to get pregnant two years ago on the whatever day you know and that's not when it's going to happen it's going to happen when the universe and the baby decide that it's going to happen it's not up to me and that was a big thing been able to just wow. come and you're ready because I can't force that so and I spoke to my baby all the time as well I remember you saying you did that with your son I spoke to my baby all the time as well and I felt nuts at the start but then it was just like second nature <laughs> well, I know you're coming I know you're coming just come when you want come when you're ready you know and it's it's so weird thinking back on it all now but yeah I had to do all the wee tiny steps I did to get here it had to happen that way I love that 
I love the the funny and you know humble way that you share that because you know it surrender. You know, people think that giving up is surrender, and it's not no. because you no. never let go of the desire. Like no. the desire is strong, but it's something more than wanting. It's expectation because you kept yes. talking to her, you kept yes. speaking life to her, and gave up the need to control, but that doesn't mean that you weren't clear that she was coming. And I think that's the part that people miss is that the surrender comes from doing the work because there's no way that you would have been able to surrender at the level that you did if you hadn't addressed what was going on up here, because what was up here is not surrender. Like that's control, that's pushing and forcing. You yeah loads of fear and and just and the lack in scarcity as well oh you talk about that all the time oh my god there's not enough babies i can't have my baby because all these people have had another baby there's not one for me what a lot of shit it's just you know the things that went through my mind during that time are oh they're they're awful when i think back on it now seeing someone pushing a, a pram or a stroller as you guys would say you know, and I, I couldn't watch and just, oh, and that was the, the first thing that happened to me when I did your, your programme. I started to be able to look at pregnant people again. I started to get happy when I heard people were having babies. I'd be able to, I was able to look at prams. So all of that went really quickly for me, which was, oh, a godsend because it was ruining my life. It was actually wow. ruining my life. And that wow. disappeared very quickly with doing the programme. Wow. So, you know, it's, you know, it's incredible, Louise, and I, I couldn't be happier for you. I couldn't be more proud of you and happy oh. for you because I know what it took for you to trust yourself because that's the other thing is in order for you to be where you are today, 27 weeks pregnant, not only did you have to believe you were worth it, you had to trust yourself at a level you probably never trusted yourself before mm-hmm. and look at the payoff. I mean, look at I know. look at all of the things that you are going to be able to teach your son, teach your daughter and literally change the way that your family lives because you were able to see and have a vision that, you know, was bigger than the current circumstances because so many people get caught up in the current circumstances mm-hmm. and they can't see beyond that. And you're such an amazing example of what happens when you do. So well done. Thank you. One of the things that, that I have done, taken really um, well into my life and I practice a lot now is receiving. So the receiving thing was so hard as well, right? So I'm about to finish up for my maternity leave. So I, I had my, my second last classes last night. And one of my group of students, yoga students, gave me a gift voucher. And normally I would say, oh, you shouldn't have done that. No, 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 no. Whereas now I went, oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm really, really happy. Do you know, and it's, it's, it's the whole not thinking you're worth it, isn't it? It's, it's thinking, I don't deserve that. Why are you giving me that? It, you know, but wow, I can receive and I love it now. I'm just like, yes, of course I'm worth that. I'll take the voucher. Love that big bunch of flowers you bought me. Thank you. That's really kind. You know, <laughs> why not? 
why not? Because I do it for people and I'm happy to give people things. So I should be happy to receive as well. And that was a huge, huge learning curve for me. I remember before I started your programme, there was another resource that you had. It was, I can't remember now what the programme was called. It was something I did to kind of start me off. And it was your best year yet or something. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of of the mini Mm -hmm. mini programmes. And see, when I started reading through all of that, like change all your underwear, like empty all your underwear out and buy all new underwear or have fresh flowers everywhere. Or there was loads of things in it. And I remember thinking, I don't do any of this shit for myself. (laughs) Why am I not? Why am I not doing this? Like, so (laughs) buy buy new pants, Louise, you're worth it. (laughs) Well, you... That's probably also why you're pregnant because you're tired of looking at your broken down old pants. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe. I love it. I love it. So So many things. It's so good. Well, so you have to share because, you know, I love to ask, like, if you remember back to the woman that you were back before you when you were just a listener because now you're a guest on this podcast oh there was a hundred thousand years ago when you were a listener what would you say to as the woman you are today to the Mm -hmm. woman that was just a listener what would you want her to know exactly what most of your other ladies say if i can do it you can do it it's 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 not impossible. There's nothing about this that's impossible. But when you're in that deep, dark place and you're starting off, I mean, you know, I think I did start at number one on the podcast. I've read them. I've listened to them all. And in fact, I've just listened to your 250th. So huge congratulations on that, Rosanna. Oh, oh, it's so <laughs> nice to hear everyone on that. Um, and a few that I know. Um, I would say if I can do it, you can do it. Just And, and if you're hesitating at all, about signing up to work with you don't because it'll be the best decision you've ever made oh wholeheartedly mean that the best decision right you'll ever make heart. gets me I right know, me as well me as well I still miss it I still miss the calls the coaching calls I loved it absolutely oh, loved it my gosh and well, I was oh so embarrassed well, about it at the start <laughs> oh my goodness you became a pro and and the coolest thing ever like I'm gonna, you're gonna be one of the first people to find out about this. Is fearlessly Ooh. fertile is having a world tour next year, so <gasps> I am making a concerted effort. We will drive from London to Edinburgh. We will, I will hug you and that baby. So uh, you don't have to miss much for long, girl. Yeah, oh. it's gonna be great. <laughs> oh, I hope you do. I hope you do. That'll be amazing. Well, remember I'm Glasgow, but I can get to Edinburgh. So don't you worry if you're there. I'll be there. Oh. oh. I'll drive to Glasgow. I'm not worried about yeah. that. I'll, I'll get. No. Yeah, I'll I'll figure it out. Don't even sweat I'm, it. I'm in I'm in the central belt. I'll meet you somewhere. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> you should do it there. It's ridiculous to me. See, when I was listening to that, um, your 250th episode, you literally can't. You've not got enough time to speak to them all on the because there's so many success stories through well, your program. Yeah, and it and should, we, it's insane. And well, and we couldn't even get everyone on because people had pre-existing, you know, plans and we were trying to work everything in and it's the holiday. It was, it was insane. But I was like, okay, just take a a little bit of this and then like for, you know, 500 episodes, we'll have everyone back again and it'll be like a full day episode probably. But, you know, so So well, thank you so much, Louise. I mean, what a blessing you are. 
and how kind and generous you are to share with women all over the freaking world that are going <laughs> to listen to this and you're giving them, you know, just it j- truth that they need to hear and and yeah. to be reminded of that they are worth it and mm-hmm. that if you can do it, they can do it and trust yourself, trust your intuition. I mean, so mm-hmm. many bombs you dropped here, woman, so many gold nuggets. I mean, it's just oh. it's fantastic. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing this time. And uh, I just can't wait to see pictures of that baby when she's born. Oh, I'll send them to you. Don't you worry. I'll send you them. Lots of pink, lots of bows. <laughs> you have right. You have right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Louise. Go have a happy thank holiday, you. my darling. Hug that uh, precious husband you. and son of yours and I we'll will. be in touch. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Thank you for everything. Take care. OMG loves. Didn't you just love our Glaswegian amazing Louise? I mean, so many breakthroughs. So much reconnection with her intuition. I mean, can you believe that she had it on her vision board? Not only to have a baby girl, and she was right, but that she saw herself being on the podcast at 25 weeks, and we recorded this at 27. Like, it's just cuckoo, cuckoo birds. And she knew she had another baby in her, and, you know, her heart was really in a place where she wanted to do it naturally, and that's exactly what she did. But I think the other interesting thing about what she did is she opened her heart to try other things, right? Like she allowed herself to think differently so she could create different results. And that's exactly what Louise did. And that's what so many of these women that you hear on the podcast. And remember, you only hear a tiny percentage of the women that are, you know, coming through this program and beating the odds. Not everybody is in a position to share their story. And that's why we're so grateful for every single one of the women that appears on here to share hers. So it's, you know, this is the time. We're still, you know, we're in January. You still have an opportunity to do things that can put you in a position to have a baby in your arms or in your belly by the end of the year. It all comes down to you. And look, as you can see, I only work with women that are committed to success. And if you want to be in a position where you know that you have done everything that you possibly can, covering your bases, mind and body, to position yourself to get and stay pregnant within the next 12 months, my Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind and body. I only work with women that are committed to success. This is about... Flying with eagles, baby, not clucking with the chickens. If you're more committed to having this baby than you are committed to your fear, the time to take action is now. Go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com, and apply for an interview there. My methodology has helped women around the world, just like Louise, make their mom dreams come true. And if you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, baby, you've got a gaping hole in your strategy. We've got the receipts. Mindset is the missing piece of the fertility puzzle. And if you're not leveraging it, you got a problem, sister. Let's fix that shit and set you up for the success that you deserve. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.